Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sothopoulos, the Statman on a Saturday morning, the 13th of May, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy. So take you through the world of sports. Good Saturday morning out there, everybody. Welcome to the middle of May. And week seven is upon us in fantasy baseball starting on Monday. The conference finals have begun in the National Hockey League. Game one last night, Nashville defeating Anaheim in overtime 3-2 to two, on a James Neal goal. And Pittsburgh and Ottawa face off tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Rangers ousted by the Ottawa Senators. And uh, uh, that is the last local uh, in the fight for the Stanley Cup. And uh, if you uh, played in the bracket challenge, um, you probably got further than I did because I am out. My final four teams were Chicago, Edmonton, Boston, and Washington. And I had Washington facing the Blackhawks in the final and winning uh, the Stanley Cup. Washington out in the second round again at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins in a game seven where the Caps didn't show up. And meanwhile, um, Ottawa got through the Rangers in six after that series was tied at two apiece. Uh, but those gritty forwards uh, in, in Ottawa, including Derek Broussard, the former, uh, the former Ranger who was traded for Mika Zibanejad before the season, and uh, uh, the Rangers really coming up small in a lot of big moments. Uh, not Henrik Lundqvist. He was fantastic at, uh, for the most part. There was a 1-6-5 to five game in overtime and, of course, a couple of soft ones. But... You're looking at guys like Nash, guys like Stepan, guys like Girardi and Stahl um, that did not get things done uh, for the Rangers. And they have another offseason and another year of Henrik Lundqvist's career without uh, the Stanley Cup. And uh, having one of the best goaltenders in franchise history and not being able to turn that into uh, a cup uh, really hurts, hurts Ranger fans. And, uh, uh, I thought they would lose in the first round of Montreal, so they went further than I expected. I did expect Boston to get to the conference final. They lost to Ottawa in the first round, and Ottawa's still alive. Um, but uh, that's it for the uh, for the local teams anyway. Uh, I did have Anaheim and Pittsburgh reaching the second round, but uh, they both lost in the second round. I thought they would get through. Um, or actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought Edmonton would get through. I thought Anaheim would lose to Edmonton, but Anaheim did get through. I thought Pittsburgh would would, uh, uh, would lose to Washington, and they beat them. So that's the way it is. 56 points for my bracket. I don't know how many you have, but you can always let me know. And, and of course, you would get the bragging rights most likely. If you look at the leaderboard among all uh, uh, of NHL.com, 192 is the top number, however, um, well, 192 and Anaheim as the champion for KT31. Uh, in second place, 189 points. Third place, 186. Uh, so uh, that that is that is the number to beat right there. 56 is definitely not. And I've topped out. I have nothing nothing left to give. However, in the uh, in the bracket, you do have uh, the Nashville Predators as I mentioned, leading uh, their series against Anaheim one game to nothing and game one starting uh, tonight between Pittsburgh and Ottawa. Uh, 7 o'clock, NBC in Pittsburgh for that one, CBC uh, up north. 
And uh, that is game one tonight. Game two in Pittsburgh, Monday night, 8 p.m., NBC Sports Network and CBC. And then when it goes to Ottawa, uh, Wednesday night, May 17th, 8 p.m., Friday in Ottawa, 8 p.m., May the 19th, and so on. So it is every other day starting today for Pittsburgh and Ottawa with uh, Anaheim and Nashville. Uh, You have every other day as well. Uh, game two Sunday, that is tomorrow, Mother's Day in Anaheim, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, NBC Sportsnet, as well as uh, uh, Sportsnet in uh, uh, in Canada. And also, game three, Tuesday in Nashville, 8 p.m. Thursday in Nashville, 8 p.m. as well. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. If it goes all the way to game seven, you're looking at May 24th or 25th for the final games in those respective conference finals and the Stanley Cup final will will start uh, right before Labor uh, right before Memorial Day not Labor Day Memorial Day probably Memorial Day weekend so that is where things stand in the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup playoffs and now let's turn our attention to uh, fantasy baseball where we're finishing up with week six heading on into week number seven in uh, uh, in baseball and we're at the point now in mid-May where you're starting to see some breakout candidates. There are certain players that have a great April, but you don't know if they're really going to, if they've really changed their ways, if they've really broken out. Uh, and it's really a first chance to take a look at the rookies and, and how they're doing. Um, you know, anyone can get hot for a couple of weeks. And with rookies, you know, when pitchers don't have a book on them yet, they're able to, uh, uh, to kind of get ahead for a little while. But by now the pitchers have made the adjustment. They've been around the league, maybe uh, uh, not all the way around the league, but somewhat around the division for sure. And now you're looking at uh, whether the player is making that next adjustment. So this is a good time in mid-May to take a look at the breakout candidates and the rookies, our first look at the rookies. And that will be in fantasy focus uh, this week. So that will, uh, that will be coming up. Plus of course, injuries and hot pickups for week seven. We'll take a look at our uh, schedule stars and, you know, easy schedules, hard schedules uh, coming up as well as two star pitchers and, um, uh, our uh, our look at players or pitchers we think you should start and ones we think you should sit. Uh, so all of that good stuff coming up uh, on the program. You can listen to past episodes and you can listen live by going to the Blog Talk Radio page at uh, www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's T-H-E-statman. That is the only place to listen live. You can listen to the 30-minute live feed right here, the 15-minute podcast-only version that follows is available on the entire podcast, the 45-minute podcast. You can get there on the Blog Talk Radio page, also on iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app, and also we link to the latest audio on Facebook and also on Twitter, Facebook, Statman uh, Statman, uh, uh, Sports on uh, Facebook. So I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash Sports with the Statman. That's right. That's the name of the show. That's what we've been doing for uh, for seven-plus years at this point, eight years, actually. it is facebook.com slash sports with the stat man. That is where you go. Like us on Facebook, come back early and often start the conversation, join the conversation there. We link all of our latest audio. And also uh, you can ask me your fantasy questions. Give me a pro opinion. Stat man. That's at G S T A T M A N. And we are on Twitter there and the website statman sports online.com. That's what I meant to say. Statman sports online.com. That's the website. Okay. So we're ready to roll now. Week six, finishing up in fantasy baseball. And we're going to take a look 
at the uh, at the best players uh, for the week. And we're looking back May 6th through the 12th. Mookie Betts was the top offensive player, 42 fantasy points, a solid week for Mookie, 370 batting average, batting 299 for the season. And um, he, uh, he has had three homers in his last five days, driving in a total of nine runs in those five games. Had a great series in Milwaukee. And uh, he was over five last night to kind of uh, bring the average down a bit. But 852 slugging for the week, three homers, nine RBS, five walks, only two strikeouts. He is really uh, showing some excellent plate discipline. He struck out 10 times this season, walked 15 times in about 140-plus plate appearances. Uh, so that's one out of every 14 plate appearances that Bet strikes out. That is a really good number. And over a full season, you're looking at something like uh, – uh, 45 strikeouts. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore because everybody's swinging for the fences. Mark Reynolds, speaking of which, uh, has only struck out four times in 22 at-bats, which for him is really saying something. He walked seven times, batted 409 with three homers and seven RBIs. Reynolds had 39 fantasy points, three behind bats who led everyone with 42. Um, Reynolds for the year, 331, 12 homers, 31 RBIs. Now the question is, do you consider him a breakout candidate? He has hit. 40 home runs in a season before. And if you're going to talk about him as a breakout candidate, that was the year you probably would do it. 2009 in Arizona, about a 260. He did strike out 223 times that year in 2009, but his career dipped a bit. Batted 196 for Milwaukee in 2014. He had 13 home runs in 140 games for the Cardinals in 2015. But now in his second full year with the Rockies, He's batting 331. His highest batting average in a full season was that 260 in 2009. As a rookie in 111 games, he did bat 279. 331 for him. His OPS is 1060. So he's not a breakout, but he's a comeback player, I would say. I, definitely. And uh, Mark Reynolds had a great week. As I mentioned, three homers, seven RBIs, batting 409. Buster Posey, a game winner last night uh, in extra innings against Cincinnati. 333 average, four homers, all solo shots, eight for 24 for the week, 875 slugging. He had 35 fantasy points. Alan, I'm sorry, Aaron Altier of the Philadelphia Phillies, the top uh, Philly on the list. Betts, the top local. Uh, but Altier, fourth among uh, all hitters, only had 10 at-bats, and he had 10 RBIs. And that's a week. I don't care if, you have 10, if you're up, up 10 times or up 30 times. Uh, if you're fourth best among everybody, doesn't matter how, how many at-bats you have, but he was 5 for 10, four runs scored with a double, four home runs. All of his hits for extra bases, a slugging percentage of 1,800, four homers and 10 RBIs, 33 points for Altair. Uh, he has uh, really come on here batting 351. You want to talk about a breakout, seven homers, 21 RBIs for him. And his rookie year was back in 14. He had a cup of coffee, but his first uh, – well, he had a little more playing time, 39 games in 2015, 57 games last year. But in 25 games, batting 351 and 74 bats, he is 12 points away from his, uh, uh, from his high watermark in terms of fantasy for a full year. So he is starting to come into his own here. And tied for fifth, Yonder Alonso and Cody Bellinger. Uh, Cody Bellinger, the rookie for the Dodgers, three more home runs, nine RBIs now in his Young season, he has seven homers in 16 games, 62 at-bats. And Adrian Gonzalez is uh, uh, is a candidate 
to being Wally Pipped at this point. And Yonder Alonso having his best power year of his career already, and he's been around for a few years, 11 home runs, which is two better than what he did with the Padres back in uh, 2012. But his 11 home runs, 27 RBIs, batting 294 for this week. Alonzo, five homers, eight RBIs, only batted 250, but a slugging percentage of an even thousand with 20 total bases and 20 at-bats. So a, a stocked list, points Reynolds at 39, Posey at 35, Altier at 33, and Alonzo and Bellinger tied at 32 fantasy points. Uh, among pitchers, the top pitcher for the week in our weekly best, Lance McCullers of the Houston Astros, one point better than Scott Feldman of the Cincinnati Reds. McCullers, in two quality starts, 13 innings, had a win and a no decision, did not allow an earned run. Six hits allowed, two walks, and 11 strikeouts. A .62 whip uh, for him. And McCullers has, uh, has struck out uh, – has had a couple of games this year already where he's had multiple strikeout games – um, but for the year, look, he's looking at three and one and a 2.98 earned run average, uh, which, uh, you know, considering he's, he is off to a solid start. You know, he has had 44 career starts in his ERA is 3.18, but his, but his record is only 15 and 13 uh, because of uh, subpar offense. He's three and one to start the year too. So he's getting that offensive support. Scott Feldman now with the Reds, a win and a no decision. That win was a complete game victory. Both quality starts, 16 innings. Uh, he had two earned runs allowed, 11 hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. He had 52 fantasy points. Uh, third, Jason Vargas, who has had an unbelievable year, did not allow an earned run in two starts, 13 innings, a win, and a no decision. Ten strikeouts. Vargas, not a strikeout pitcher, but he had 10 Ks in 13 innings, 49 fantasy points for him. Clayton Kershaw, 46 fantasy points, two wins in two quality starts, 14 in the third innings, a 1.880 RA, 12 hits allowed, five walks, which for Kershaw, is a ton, and 13 strikeouts. In fact, he has eight walks for the year and five in his last week. But he's 6-2 and two for the year and a 2.42 earned run average and a .95 whip, uh, 1.19 whip for the week because of the uh, hit and inning and the five walks. But still fourth best uh, fantasy starter for the week. And Josh Tomlin and Jake Odorizzi tied for fifth with 41 fantasy points. Tomlin a loss and a no decision, a hard luck loss. 1.20 ERA in 15 innings, struck out 10. Odorizzi, a 1.39 ERA, 1-1 one one with his two quality starts, 13 innings. Um, 41 points for both of them. The top one-star pitcher for the week, A.J. Griffin of the Rangers with 40 fantasy points. He came in seventh overall. He won his start, four-hit shutout, one walk, four strikeouts. And uh, so that is the best one-star pitcher, best reliever. It's a tie between Roberto Osuna of the Toronto Blue Jays. He had a win and two saves, no earned runs, and a hit allowed at four innings. He had 37 fantasy points. Also with 37, the single best reliever to start the year, Greg Holland. Great comeback story for him of the Colorado Rockies. Three saves and three innings, no earned runs, a hit, no walks, five strikeouts, 37 points for him. So that is how the uh, top guys look among hitters and pitchers. Now let's go position by position. We're going to give you the weekly best the injuries, and the hot pickups. And we're going to start with that 15 minutes past the hour. We're going to take about 15 minutes for this piece. Let's start with catchers. And Buster Posey was a top catcher uh, with Yasmani Grandal, Sandy Leone, Salvador Perez, and Jan Gomes with the rest of the top five. Grandal, 10 for 18 for the week with a homer and seven RBIs. He had 556 batting average and a 944 slugging. He had 26 fan, uh, fantasy points. Leone of Boston with three home runs uh, and seven RBIs. 
the RBI is tied for the most among catchers this past week, Posey with the most home runs. But as I mentioned, they were all solo shots. Among injuries for catchers, Wellington Castillo put on the DL with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's going to start his rehab uh, over this weekend, batting 15 in the early going. So he's produced well, but the shoulder injury uh, holding him back. And Russell Martin on the DL with a shoulder injury for him as well. Um, he is trying. He's, he's going to have to build up some strength in the arm because he was uh, kind of shut down for a couple of days. Um, but he is saying that he's, uh, uh, he's feeling better, but not sure if he will be back when he's eligible to return on May 18th. You've got to also remember he's 34 years old, so it may take a little longer for him to come back. Travis Darnot on the DL with a wrist injury. Uh, really no, no update since, uh, since the injury occurred about eight days ago. And uh, he's on the 10-day DL but, uh, with a bone bruise as he aggravated it uh, when he was first hit uh, on an afterswing. And it was aggravated uh, a few days ago. No timetable for his return. Tom Murphy still on the DL with a, uh, uh, with a forearm injury. And Wilson Ramos with the knee should be back in mid-June. Hot pickups for catchers. Uh, in shallow leagues, let's give you uh, uh, let's let's give you Brian McCann, who had a home run last night against his old mates in the Bronx. But Francisco Cervelli in medium leagues, Alex Avila as well, uh, with uh, uh, Cindy Leone and Cameron Ruff also getting some uh, some notoriety in medium sized leagues. In deep leagues, Miguel Montero he may not be playing, he may, may not be catching a lot, but or hitting a lot. But in daily fantasy leagues, he. Uh, uh, he might be an interesting pickup. He's batting 354 in limited action, only 48 at bats. Uh, Rene Rivera is getting the starts in Darno's absence, and he's batting 328. You just don't know how long that's going to last. And if you believe in the indicator of uh, a lot of strikeouts and not a lot of walks, Rivera fits that bill. 15 strikeouts and only one walk in 19 games, 61 at bats. Uh, so, uh, but his 328 average could be helpful. Uh, in in terms of a a deep league. And Jan Gomes in deep leagues, he was the fifth best catcher uh, for the week. Let's take a look at first baseman. Uh, Mark Reynolds, the number one guy at 39 fantasy points. Uh, Yonder Alonso at 32. Uh, Also 32 for Cody Bellinger. Derek Dietrich qualifies at first. He's at 26 points at 444 week. Eight for 18, a homer, five RBIs. And Joey Votto at 25 points. 375 with a homer and eight runs batted in and 24 at bats. So an OPS for him of 1,006. So that's a good week for sure. Among uh, first base injuries, let's talk first base injuries. And you have Greg Bird on the DL with an ankle. And uh, I, I was reading an article that was talking about the needs for the 30 teams right now. And for the Yankees, it's first base because Greg Bird uh, has not been cleared for baseball activities. He is six for 60 as well. So when he's been in the lineup, it's been terrible. He had a great spring training. He was hitting the ball out of the ballpark with regularity, but he used up all of his bullets in Tampa because he has one home run with three RBIs in 60 at bats. And uh, his ankle is improving, but not ready to resume baseball activities, according to Eric Boland of Newsday. And uh, uh, still he is uh, awaiting that clearance. Uh, also, Adrian Gonzalez still on the DL with the back injury. We mentioned Bellinger and his great start. I don't think he's going uh, He's going to go back down. Uh, Gonzalez for the year, no home runs in 94 at-bats. Uh, he's getting old quick. He's only 35, 255 average and 11 RBIs. Um, so he is uh, speeding up his rehab. I'm sure that's uh, 
more of a personal decision because the Dodgers can afford to wait with uh, hitting the ball out with regularity. Uh, so that is, and also CJ Crone, I'm sorry, with a foot injury for him. Uh, he is rehabbing as well, and he should be back soon. Among uh, hot pickups for first baseman, let's take a look. And Yonder Alonso in medium-sized leagues for now. I mean, he's the, he's the flavor of the week. His uh, ownership jumped up from 21% to 73%. Marwin Gonzalez, jack of all trades. He's available in medium-sized leagues. Cody Bellinger in shallow leagues, as well as Mark Reynolds. And in deep leagues, if you want to give a, if you want to take a flyer on someone, T.J. Rivera, he's hit in every, uh, in, in every level that he's, uh, that he's had. He's also positional. He's also eligible, yeah, and not only at first, but also at second and third. Uh, now that uh, Lucas Duda is back in the lineup for the Mets, Rivera switched from first out to third. He was the main guy at first with Duda out, and uh, he's batting 302, a home run, eight RBIs. He's also, um, he also has six walks, so he's getting on base at a 389 clip. I know it's only 21 games, but he may have to split time with Duda back in the lineup. You have Walker at second, Cabrera at short. Third base might end up being a, a split between Rivera and Reyes. And if it is, um, then, and if it's a platoon, Rivera's going to get the short end of that platoon because he's a right-handed batter. He's only going to face lefties. And most of the time, righties are on the bound. So uh, something to keep in mind, but definitely worth taking a flyer on. Also, Justin Smoke at first base. Kenny's Vargas of the Minnesota Twins, 279 with four home runs and 43 at-bats. He's not playing every day, but once again, possibly a streaming option. Okay, let's take a look at second baseman. We told you about Derek Dietrich, but also Dustin Pedroia, tied with Dietrich for the most among second basemen uh, at uh, 320 with a homer and five RBIs for Pedroia, slugged 600 for the week. Brandon Drury of the Diamondbacks with two homers, six RBIs, 429 average, nine for 21. Neil Walker, also at 25 points. So you have the top four second basemen separated by a single point. Dietrich and Pedroia had 26. Curry and Walker with 25. Daniel Murphy also on the list. 353 average, a homer, two RBIs for him. Five walks and one strikeout. On base percentage of 500 for Daniel Murphy. Helps you in rotisserie leagues if, uh, if on base is a category. Let's take a look at injuries. And uh, Logan Forsyth of the Dodgers with a toe injury. Uh, his return date has been pushed back. And uh, he will not be coming back for the uh, for the upcoming uh, for the upcoming series uh, against Colorado. So looking like he will um, uh, he will probably be pushed out uh, a week at the earliest, according to the Dodgers. Um, so that uh, that's not a good thing. But if, um, if if you're looking for who is who is uh, uh, taking on second base for the Dodgers in uh, in Forsythe's absence. Uh, it is Chase Utley. He's playing every every day. Chris Taylor also getting some uh, play there. Kike uh, uh, Hernandez too. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a look at uh, hot pickups around the league for second baseman. And Gonzalez makes a list. Javier Baez in shallow leagues. Jed Jerko. Um, but in deeper leagues, Chris Taylor is is uh, uh, is worth a flyer at this point if Forsythe's injury continues to go. Uh, he had a uh, grand slam against Pittsburgh last week and, and, and in the past week, and people are uh, uh, talking about that one. Uh, but he's in course for the weekend, batting 315 in limited duty, 54 at-bats, but his three home runs and 12 RBIs, also 12 walks. So his on-base percentage at a 439 clip. Uh, and we mentioned Rivera as well in deep leagues, Derek Dietrich too. Uh, medium-sized leagues, Colton Wong, whose average has dipped a bit at 259 now. 
Um, but his on base is pretty good as well at 352 with his 13 walks, three steals, and four attempts. Uh, but Wong is a medium sized option. All right, let's take a look at third baseman. And uh, Yunel Escobar was the top third baseman for the past week 286 average, three home runs for Escobar, seven RBIs. Escobar, you think of him as a middle infielder, but he moved to third base a couple of years ago for the Angels, and his high in home runs was 11 for Toronto. I'm sorry, not 11. It was 14 for the Braves in 2009. He drove in 76 that year, and he's on pace for 21 homers and 72 RBIs. So he's having a good power year, slugging over 400, which for third baseman isn't great. 413 slugging average, not that bad. Not slugging percentage, not that bad. But uh, considering he's a former middle infielder, pretty good for him, his personal, you know, among his personal best. He's batting 271 so far for the year. He had a two-home run game against Houston uh, last week, last Sunday, and uh, he had the best of the past seven days for any third baseman. Uh, Dietrich qualifies there. He's also on the list. Matt Carpenter, 24 points, 20, uh, 273 average, two homers, five RBIs. Danny Valencia. There's been a Danny Valencia sighting in Seattle. 21 points for him, 364 average homer, six RBIs. And Evan Longoria and Nolan Arenado uh, tied for fifth at 20 fantasy points. Uh, let's take a look at injuries for third baseman. And you see Pablo Sandoval still dealing with his knee issue. Uh, he is taking grounders, taking, uh, doing some uh, fielding. However, uh, no rehab assignment yet as they are uh, taking their time evaluating Sandoval as he's coming back from his knee injury. Josh Donaldson, we had talked about him coming back by the end of the homestand, but apparently, uh, according to the Toronto Star, Donaldson is weeks away from a return as uh, – uh, that is not good news for the Blue Jays, uh, as we thought we were going to get a few guys back. Sanchez, who has come back, Aaron Sanchez, uh, we, we thought Donaldson was going to come back, as, as well as Tulewitzki, um, but uh, not the case. Adrian Beltre still has not made a season debut. Cash injury for him that he's coming back from. He is taking BP, um, but uh, there is no timetable for a, uh, a return or for even for a rehab assignment for Beltre. Uh, Martin Prado put on the DL with a hamstring injury uh, that he suffered against the Mets last week. Um, and he is, uh, there really no, no, uh, uh, nothing has been made public about how bad the injury is. Uh, so you can already think that he's going to be out more than the minimum 10 days if he hasn't, uh, they haven't even talked about uh, when he's going to return. Uh, also, uh, Matt Duffy trying to come back from his heel injury for Tampa. Uh, he is uh, playing uh, rehab games at this point, so that is a good sign uh, for him as he tries to get back. Uh, hot pickups for third baseman. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez, once again, Javier Baez, Jed Jerko, TJ Rivera are all guys that are uh, multi-positional uh, eligible. We've uh, already, you know, they've already shown up in, around the infield, but uh, Gonzalez in medium-sized leagues, Baez and Jerko in shallow leagues, Rivera in deep leagues. Yunel Escobar available in deep leagues and might be worth uh, a pickup there. Uh, also, uh, Jose Reyes in medium-sized leagues. Danny Valencia as well. Um, those would be some good ones. And Joey Gallo, who won in a walk-off last night. He's only batting .203, uh, but he is uh, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. He's available in shallow leagues. All right, shortstops. Carlos Correa, the top shortstop. Uh, in fantasy over the past week, 364 average, couple of homers, eight RBIs. But the regular suspects up here with Correa and Xander Bogarts at 29 points. Zach Kozart, we may be talking about him later in the breakout segment. 
26 fantasy points for Cozart this week, 348 average, a homer, four RBIs. Gene Segura at 22 points. He was 12 for 28, a 429 average. And Andrew Romine of Detroit uh, only batted 143, but slugged 429, and that was good enough for a tie for, a tie for fifth place among all shortstops. Injuries for shortstops. Uh, Trevor Story put on the DL with a shoulder injury. He's having a rough sophomore season, batting only 180 with 48 strikeouts and 111 at-bats. Uh, but he was put on the DL, a strained left shoulder. Um, and they're saying that may be a reason um, why, um, why, why he sat out. Maybe that's a reason for the really slow start. Troy Tulowitzki, as we mentioned, still on the DL, hamstring. He will begin his rehab assignment, however, today in Dunedin in the Florida State League. Uh, Marcus Semyon on the DL until June, uh, and, and, uh, and he had a wrist injury. Among hot pickups for shortstops, Zach Cozart in shallow leagues, Tim Beckham in medium-sized leagues. Uh, Beckham, of course, uh, with a 264 batting average, which is as good as it's been uh, for him, but, um, but still uh, worth picking up in medium-sized leagues. Also in medium-sized leagues, he's not even in the majors right now, but Ahmed Rosario. Uh, the near injury to Azrubal Cabrera scared enough fantasy owners into maybe thinking Rosario was going to get a call up. He did not because Cabrera didn't go on the DL. And uh, so that never, that never happened. Um, so, and if you want to take a flyer on someone, boy, uh, it's, uh, it, it's slim pickings, but interesting, interesting name here. Uh, I, it's a, it's a key, you know, if you're in a keeper league and you can, and you have a minor league, uh, uh, you know, minor league slot open, Fernando Tatis Jr. in low A is only 18 years old, but um, he has seven steals on 11 attempts, and this is as of a few days ago. Um, but, uh, uh, but he is uh, hitting well. And in a deep keeper league where you have uh, minor league players you can keep, Tatis is 18 years old and uh, starting to impress down in A ball. Um, okay, the live feed is going to cut out in a little bit. We still have outfielders and pitchers to go through here with our injuries and hot pickups and, our, and uh, uh, just kind of looking at, at the best of the week. So stick with, stick with us there. In Fantasy Focus, we have our, um, uh, our breakouts and, and rookies, two-star pitchers as well. So you'll want to stay tuned and, and of course, uh, listen to the, the entire podcast which includes a 30-minute live feed you're listening to, uh, to now and the 15-minute podcast-only version. You can download that either uh, from our show page, www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman on iTunes, on Stitcher, and you can, uh, uh, you can listen to it uh, from Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman, and uh, you can do all of that there. Our next episode will be next Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be with you uh, to talk fantasy baseball, and uh, also uh, we'll take a look at the, at the hockey proceedings and the conference finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we're talking about outfielders here. Mookie Betts, Aaron Altier, Cody Bellinger qualifies in the outfield, which is interesting for when Gonzalez returns, uh, Bellinger might be able to play a little in the outfield. Gonzalez has been known to play in the outfield as well. So there is a possibility they could coexist. Giancarlo Stanton, 391, four home runs, six RBIs, had two in that game against the Mets, but, uh, and an OPS of 1375. 267 now for the season, 11 homers and 26 RBIs. He had three straight games with a homer last weekend into uh, the week with four homers and six RBIs over that span. He hasn't done anything since. Uh, but a couple of multi-hit games uh, for him uh, as he's uh, start, maybe starting to heat up again. 
Also, Marcelo Zuna, his teammate, and Aaron Hicks tied for fifth with 29 fantasy points. Let's spend a second on Aaron Hicks. Three, 333 for the past week, seven for 21, but hitting 321 for the year. Add to that six home runs, 16 RBIs, more walks than strikeouts. He's showing a plate discipline he hasn't showed in the past. He, uh, he has six deals and eight attempts, so he's, he's still running. But uh, a 603 slugging percentage when his previous career high was 398 with Minnesota uh, in 2015. So he's having an, um, a, a, an excellent start. And I would consider him as a breakout player. 95 fantasy points. He's still about halfway to his best fantasy season where he hit 11 home runs. But that was in 352 at-bats. He's done what he's done in 78 at-bats with 10 extra base hits, six homers, and four doubles. Um, let's uh, look at the injuries for outfielders. And uh, at this point, Ryan Braun on the DL with a calf injury. Uh, he was uh, placed there yesterday, a left calf strain. He's been banged up. He's missed six of the nine games anyway. So uh, the move is met retroactive to a couple of days ago. Um, but uh, we'll see where he is for the year. 287, seven homers, 18 RBIs as he Keeps hitting. is on pace for a 30-home run season. Of course, that's before the injury. Uh, also, Jason Hayward, a hand injury. He was put on the DL, uh, but he is starting to swing a bat, uh, and uh, uh, he has had pain in that hand. Stephen Piscotty, hamstring injury for him, uh, starting a rehab assignment on Monday with Springfield, uh, and, and that is double-A. Mitch Hanniger for the Seattle Mariners. Great start to the season, but he is starting to hit off the tee. Batting three forty-two. In 21 games, he, is, uh, he has been off now three weeks and uh, coming back from an oblique, which is usually a four- to six-week injury. Uh, in deeper leagues, Howie Kendrick, he has an oblique issue uh, as well. Andrew Tolles, knee injury, out for the year. The speedster, uh, done, done for the year, 271 average, with five home runs and 15 RBIs. Um, he had a torn ACL and uh, his season is over, which might open up a spot, once again, for Bellinger and Gonzalez to coexist in L.A. Um, okay, let's look at the hot pickups for outfielders. And Alan Altier, Aaron Altier, boy, I'll get that name right uh, one day, but Aaron Altier. In, in a short while, people are going to remember how to say his name, and they're going to remember how to pronounce his name, because he, uh, he has been a revelation for the Phillies in the early going. But Altier, a medium uh, league ad for the moment, going up from 22% to 64%. So get him now before he is uh, not available anymore. Aaron Hicks in shallow league, same thing, or in medium-sized league, same thing, 21% to 59%. Uh, ben Gamble, the former Yankee, now with the Mariners, a deep league ad, uh, as well as Tommy Pham of the uh, Cardinals, who seems to be getting some of the playing time that Stephen Piscotty had. And Colby Rasmus has reappeared for the Tampa Bay Rays, 276, three homers and eight RBIs, and he's, he's getting some playing time. Uh, he is not playing against lefties, however, so platoon at best, but worth a deep league flyer, maybe streaming against a, uh, a mediocre, as I like to call an ersatz right-hand pitcher. Uh, but uh, those are some uh, interesting options there. Uh, in terms of shallow leagues, uh, Keon Broxton, Billy Hamilton, Kevin Pillar, who's starting to hit for average, and I would um, – here's one that's available in medium-sized leagues that's interesting. Jason Worth, batting 299 with six homers and 11 RBIs. This is a walk year for Jason Worth, and it looks like the Nationals will not re-sign him. So 
keep keep your eye on Jason Worth, maybe for a swan song. Uh, as you know, maybe he, he's going to have one more payday. He's 37 years old, uh, and he's had a huge payday. But uh, maybe he's he's looking. You know, if, if he has a good year, someone will sign him to like a Matt Holiday type of a deal. Um, you know, for maybe two years and thirty million dollars if he has a good season this year. All right, pitchers. We talked about this with top starters already, so let's jump to uh, to the injuries. And uh, of course, uh, just the latest here: Pichasi Iwakuma on the DL with a shoulder, uh, as he will be out. Uh, looks like four to six weeks. Shoulder inflammation for him. Uh, Wei in Chen, an elbow issue. He is going to have a bullpen session. Uh, as he has uh, struggled so far this year. James Paxton was off to a great start. Forearm issue for him, uh, a 1.43 ERA in six starts. He's looking to come back on the next road trip, uh, which uh, will be, excuse me, will be in um, a week and a half, starting in Washington on May the 23rd. Sean Manea, shoulder injury for him. He will come back on Monday to pitch against Seattle. His opponent will be... Uh, uh, Giovanni Gallardo of the Mariners. Uh, Felix Hernandez, speaking of Seattle, on the DL with the shoulder, uh, they're taking it easy on his rehab program. He's had a tough start to the year, and uh, you wonder if there's if there's something a little a little uh, more wrong with him than they're letting on. But Felix Hernandez, uh, they're backing off the rehab. That is the latest news there. J.A. Happ, elbow injury for him. He's on the DL, throwing from 90 feet, throwing from flat ground. So he's not pitching from a mound yet. He hasn't had a great start to the year. Three game starts, three losses, an ERA of 4.50. No return date set yet. Steven Matz, elbow issue for him, but he is going to throw an extended spring training. The hope was that he was going to be back by the end of the month. Now it's looking like early June uh, for him. And, of course, the Mets really need him because of all of the starting pitcher injuries they've had with Syndergaard and, uh, uh, and also, as I mentioned, uh, Matz. You do have DeGrom in the lineup. Uh, Harvey has been bad. Uh, it was a little better last night. Zach Wheeler has been okay, but he, he's thrown too many pitches, not lasting long into games, and they've had to resort to Rafael Montero, Tommy Malone, Adam Wilk. Who's Adam Wilk? I still don't know. But uh, Matt's looking to come back in early June. Kenta Maeda was put on the deal with a hamstring injury, and uh, uh, that was on the 11th. So he has, uh, he has had a rough start to the year with ERA, shade over five. Uh, no real news about the severity of the injury. Uh, but it's a hamstring, and I'm not sure which one, whether it's the one that he plants with or the one that he uh, tries to, uh, uh, you know, start his delivery with. But uh, the leg's very important to a pitcher, and uh, hamstring injury could be uh, could be an issue. Uh, Francisco Liriano, DL with a shoulder. Brandon McCarthy, also the DL, with a shoulder injury. Back injuries for Corey Kluber, Aaron Nola, Carlos Rodon with a biceps issue. Uh, those are uh, just some uh, a smattering of injuries. Rodon's uh, return date is in June. Uh, everyone else is in the next couple of weeks that I just mentioned. Uh, let's take a look at the hot pickups for starting pitchers. A.J. Griffin, the top one-star pitcher of the week, a medium-sized ad. Trevor Cahill. Boy, you know, I've waxed and waned on, on Cahill over the years. Um, you know, he, he has had, you know, you've got to remember, he's had an 18-win season in Oakland in 2010. Then he went to Arizona. You know, the altitude probably got to his head and his ERA went, um, went up consistently from his time in Oakland. Uh, he was, uh, his ERA was at four and a half in 2014. He ended up going to the bullpen. Didn't have a good year last year with the Cubs, but he did win a world series. And now in San Diego, back in a pitcher's park, like in Oakland, 
And his ERA is I'm, – I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong thing when I look at ERAs. Let's, let's step that back. That 18-8 and eight year for Oakland, he had a 2.98 ERA. His ERA went up into the fours, went to Arizona, and before he left Arizona, went into the fives, had a bad year uh, in 15, good year out of the pen in, in Chicago, 2.74 ERA last year. This year, a 3.06 ERA in six starts. I know it's only six starts, but 6.37 hits per nine, that's not sustainable. Over four walks per nine, that's not sustainable. I'm not a believer in Trevor Cahill a lot of looks in medium-sized leagues. Derek Holland in shallow leagues. Also, Alex Wood now in shallow leagues as he is looking to come back. Um, he had uh, he pitched uh, five innings, only allowed two hits against Pittsburgh, and that was after a bad outing. He only allowed one hit in six innings the start before that in San Francisco. So he is uh, uh, kind of off and on, um, but he will get his next chance to pitch in Colorado today against Tyler Anderson that might not be very good, but in shallow leagues, he is available, and his ownership jumped from 61 to 81%. In deep leagues, Zach Godley of Arizona, uh, he is start to start at this point. He's going to pitch Monday against the Mets at home against Zach Wheeler. Um, he, uh, Shelby Miller is out of the rotation, so Godley will get another start. The possibility, if Godley you know, can't, can't keep it together, Archie Bradley has been a, an ace in the bullpen. Uh, may get a chance. But right now they're keeping Bradley in the bullpen. They have Godley pitching, and we'll see what uh, what happens. But he's available in deep leagues. Also, Luis Perdomo for the Padres, uh, quality start for him last week, three earned runs, seven hits, and six innings. In fact, that is his third quality start in a row. No decisions in all three of those starts. He is 0-0 in five starts this year. Mr. No Decision, 4-1-3 ERA for him. But he's available in deep leagues. Also, Eddie Butler of the Cubs, uh, he had a, a two hit, two hits over six innings. Didn't allow an earned run against St. Louis, and um, uh, the question is, will he get another start? Um, but uh, he, he, you know, Brett Anderson uh, went on the DL, so Butler is just subbing for him. So that is start to start, but could be an interesting streaming option for you there. Uh, in medium sized leagues, we talked about Griffin and Cahill. Matt Andres uh, as well would join that list. Kyle Freeland, if you're uh, if you're not squeamish about Rockies pitchers, that could be interesting too. Okay, finally, uh, relief pitchers. We talked about the top relievers uh, in in uh, Osuna and Holland. Um, you can also add San Juan O, who had 31 points. Ryan Tapera of the Blue Jays also with 31. Um, but uh, among uh, uh, injuries, the big one uh, among the relief corps is Jerry's Familia, who they found a blood clot in his shoulder and it looks like he may miss the entire year, which means Addison Reed will, uh, will close. Uh, and that is, uh, that is a big, big loss for the Mets as he was just coming back. Uh, he had three saves in 11 games and uh, blew a save against San Francisco, but they found uh, the, the blood clot uh, around his armpit. He had surgery on Friday. It was successful. However, uh, looking like he will be out until August at the earliest. How about Cam Pedrosian? He's been out with a groin injury for a while, but he's beginning a throwing program, so that is a good sign there. In terms of hot pickups for running or for running backs, for relief pitchers, Justin Wilson has been named the closer now in Detroit as K-Rod has been uh, pushed to the curb, so medium-sized leagues for him for one week only. Same with Addison Reed now, uh, the de facto closer for the Mets. Uh, that, um, uh, that's a good pickup. In medium-sized leagues, actually deep leagues, uh, Corey uh, Nabel, uh, pitching well, 
and he has a one ERA, and uh, Neftali Feliz's days could be numbered in Milwaukee closing games. Brad Brock also in shallow leagues, as uh, Britain looks to be out until the All-Star break. So that is a uh, comprehensive look at uh, injuries and hot pickups uh, for week number seven. Two-star pitchers, uh, let's give you a couple of guys. Uh, I think you should start Andrew Triggs. He's in Seattle and home against the Red Sox. Red Sox have struggled with their offense, so it's not the same Red Sox that you're thinking of. But Andrew Triggs, 196 ERA in his past three starts. I would start him. Uh, he is starting at 62% of CBSSports.com league, so people are starting him, uh, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, Jared Eikhoff, I would sit him. He's starting at 52%. Uh, he is at 8.40 ERA in his last three starts. Uh, I would also uh, look to sit uh, – well, actually, uh, that, that would be the one – uh, everyone else looks to be uh, uh, guys that would start above 50% among uh, CBSSports.com leagues, uh, among two-star pitchers. Guys under, uh, how about Kyle Freeland? He's in Minnesota and in Cincinnati, uh, so he's not pitching at Coors. So uh, two road starts for Freeland, the Rockies starter, 2-4-5 ERA with 12 Ks and 18 in the third innings. And 